hey, Alex, do you want to go to a sorority party on Totem Hill? Well, shit, let me just grab my magically imbued whip and let's go. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Alex and Emily again coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife. And we're going to be talking about 1985's The Dark Power. And as always, Emily has the original and priceless VHS copy. So let's hear what that back of the box says. All right. Well, first, the tagline is the neighborhood's going to hell. The old Indian chief has kept watch on an ancient burial ground for all his life. He hadn't expected to die so soon. His secrets, the age-old secrets, must be told to someone before his death. Real estate developers build new homes over his tribe's cemetery. Still, he did not speak. He only watched, waited. Now it may be too late. On his deathbed, he finally shares his dark secret with the local sheriff. The secret surrounding the evil days... When flesh-eating corpses rise up from the graves to feast again, and after a thousand years, they have quite an appetite. 1985. Your thoughts. <sighs> okay, so for starters, I just have to say this might be like the single most redonkulous slasher I've ever seen. Well, let's go ahead and say that that back, the back of that box, does not say anything about it being at like a sort like this is turned into a sorority house or anything like that. So it has a like it, so it doesn't really sound like it's a slasher, but it has so many slasher elements that I consider it a slasher. So like I think that needs to be made clear first because no, it just yeah. sounds like like a zombie movie or it's something. It's totally a slasher, and even the IMDb description is trash. It says the spirits of dead Indians are haunting a couple's house, and they call in an exorcist whose trademark is a black whip. Like what? that is. That's like not even anything about the movie other than the No, it's a sorority house and it's the ranger. It's not it's the, a, even the thing on the back of the ball. I mean, maybe it, yeah, he's it's, it's a called ranger, ranger Ranger Gerard. So yeah, so I'm also no, Lash LaRue is his real name. Yeah, so I'm sad I spent my entire life not knowing this movie existed. But I mean, come on, it really is a zombie slasher, which is wild. And you know, it involves a sorority, so you know that's always my freaking jam. And then the premise, it kind of makes sense. You know, you got these Toltec sorcerers who buried themselves alive and then chaos ensues. When this legendary and guardian Native American dies this natural death on this house that they called on Totem Hill. By the um, way, though, is it? I mean, it is supposed to be a sorority, but it's not really because it's just like some girls living there. Well, but well, it, well, yeah. I mean, it is a sorority. They're, I just don't know what they're in because they they can't get their charter from on um, campus, so they they're trying to get this house together for you know less. Well, of yeah, Lynn ain't, Lynn ain't never going to be able to get a sorority chapter. No, not her. Um, but, it's, but this movie has all the things you need in a, in a slasher. It's got a super low budget. But I think what does set this above is, in fact, the whip-wielding Lash LaRue Park Ranger. And, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get more into that. But while nothing scary happens for the first 45 minutes, plenty, plenty else happens that we can talk about before the terror begins. What about you? Um... Uh, yeah, I've watched this uh, probably about seven to ten times in my life, and um, I really like it a lot. Uh, there's some stuff that's not okay um, in it, and so, uh, you know, there. I am going to make a trigger warning. I'm not going to go into all the stuff, but there is, like, blatant racism in this movie to, a, like, an insane, like, a bonkers level um, to the point where it's almost, like... It's just ridiculous. So I do need to like warn people of that before you watch this movie. Um, but I do like it. I think that there's so much I like there's so many characters that I hate or don't care about that. That's like makes it better <laughs> because <laughs> I don't care that they die. Um, the journalist I cannot get over because she is uh, she's such a ugh, like she's for one she's a horrible actress. And for two, like she for I think she genuinely is for real in love with this uh, ranger played by Lash LaRue, who just sounds like an old drunk. And um, he's like a lot older than her. And he's always having to try to like tame her back. Like she's always trying to like say things and like flirt with him. And he's always like bringing her back to reality. Like he's the one turning her down, which is bizarre. And, and she's always. It's always slubbing her lines. Always. And can we talk about, like, at the very beginning um, with her, um, how Lady Gaga probably has seen this movie and totally got her inauguration brooch inspiration from her? Oh, my God. Like, True right? That. Like, that's, like, literally that giant dove or whatever. I don't know what she's wearing, but 1985 did not approve of her to ever wear what she's wearing. <laughs> 1985 did approve to birth us, though. So. That's 
That's true. And, and, and the dark power. And the um, dark power. <laughs> um, I do really like the beginning scenes because they're very random. Like with the, there's, okay, so there's this, uh, there are these two guys that you see this sign on a, telephone post at the very beginning that says if we can't fix it we'll throw it away or something something like that and it's a 900 number which is <laughs> hilarious but it's a bro it's a guy and his brother and this this guy has a kid named um what's his name like I just know it's, it's like it's Cletus oh, or something. Cletus. I mean, Cletus. Is it Cletus? Yeah. And uh, so the uncle is Uncle Earl. Mm-hmm. And this, the very begin. So first, before this, before the part that I thought was really funny, Cletus is going running around the woods, and there's this really long scene. I guess just to oh my show god, oh that Lashler, that Lashler, uh, aka Ranger Gerard, can use a whip. So I mean, like all these dogs start attacking Cletus, and then like. Gerard comes in with the whip and, and whips yeah, them he, away. He's just, he's just whipping the air for like five minutes. And those dogs, first of all, they're cute as hell. They just want some bellies rubbins. And they show no signs at all being impressed with his Indiana Jones routine. No, and then afterwards he just stares at Cletus crying for like a way way too long. And then it cuts to, uh, I guess, well, did, uh, I guess the Indian, the Toltec Indian died first before what? all that. Yeah, John Cody, that's how the movie basically sort of starts is they're filming his death scene, I guess, because he's such a legend into the community. Um, they don't really understand, like, his connection to this dark power, and I guess he's this guardian presence. Well, he does. They, no one knows about the dark power until he tells. Rachel. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but I think he's just, you know, an older, established person in this community, and they're so they're filming his death, which I think is super weird. Like, they're just watching yeah, they're doing a, Yeah, they're doing a story on it, the journalist. Is. And then as he, as, right when he dies, he goes, Toltec, and, like, let's go of this <laughs> artifact. <laughs> and then he just kind of dies. And then, um, so, so then these people you're talking about, Earl and his brother, are part of this fix-it thing. Now they have to come in and kind of, like, clean out this house. Yeah, because they're cleaning it, out the house because the grandson of Cody, John Cody, David. has come to, like, take over the house because he he he's gotten the house in the will yeah so, so um, when, he, when earl's talking to when this is before you know david cody shows up and starts to get the house back or whatever get the uh, when he's over. when he's going through the house it's hilarious yeah he he's, goes, he's, if you can he tell says, me he goes i wouldn't even take a dump in here and it's like well um it's not a bathroom so like are you used to just being able to go in different rooms and <laughs> and, dumps and, def- in them? and defecate on the carpet in the closets <laughs> And then <laughs> he says, on the garment bag in the closet. Oh my God. Then he's in that closet, which we're in that closet a whole lot in this movie. <laughs> and he goes, if you could tell me what in the snot burgers this is. Oh, and he goes, well, what would we do without an eagle? Cause by that point, Ranger Gerard has showed up and is explaining that, that this like, am, this like thing would keep away the dark power. Yeah. The eagle. On and he goes, he goes, who's the, the dark power? power? That's, 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 scary what would we do without an eagle oh. but then you know david shows up and he and he goes and he touches the little like i don't know what it is it's not the burial site it, or it could be i guess but it's just this like little stack of hay and like something in the middle <laughs> of it and it's like it's some kind of weird memorial but like for who we don't know yeah. and we never really find out i mean where we 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 have to assume it's either his mother or it could be his father or grandfather. Whoever. Or it could I mean, be those Toltec Indians. It could be. Um, but then, you know, David shows up and meets with the park ranger. And uh, he basically just speaks the lyrics to this land is your land. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't like. He's like and then, yeah, OK, this also I wrote down. OK, so when uh, Earl is in. Like when he's first cleaning up stuff, some guy with a beard shows up with some papers. And then when the grandson, David, shows up, there's some guy in the background talking a bunch of shit. And I'm just like, what are all these extra characters? Like they're, they have no reason except for to just like talk shit. They're just back there like not the even the bearded guy. He just walked in and out. I mean, I guess you're supposed to assume he's like a lawyer maybe or something because he has papers i don't know but like he has papers I mean, <laughs> yeah I when mean, I see, but when i see somebody with papers my actual first thought is that you know they're an ent okay 
<laughs> well, he looks like he was in like a suit and tie and everything. And then there's that guy in the background, different guy in the background when David walks up and he's just like, you, you know, this guy's going to come take over because he doesn't care about anything. And it's just like, okay, like we could have had all, like we could have gotten all this information from a, a Ranger Gerard and his conversation with David. We don't need you. Exactly. I mean, it took, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess at this point, we really, I don't even know that we see David Cody like ever again. Uh, we don't, I don't think we, no, we might, I think we see him one more time when, the, <laughs> when, when she's like, maybe when they're, when uh, the journalist is talking to the girls about getting the house, maybe he's there. Because like, I guess he lets, he, it's his decision to rent this house out to these girls, right? Yeah. David? Okay. Well, you're, okay. I mean, you have to assume. Okay. Um, I don't ever think that there's a big conversation about it. it but before, yeah. But before she offers, she, before even that happens, she, this journalist is talking to oh Gerard God. about, yeah. um, like them doing a story about John Cody. And she's like, I, okay, at first I was like, okay, she's flirting with him because she's a journalist and wants the story. But then the more that she goes like on and on and on about like his sensitive eye, like later on he's talking, she talks to someone else about his sensitive eyes and like all this like gross stuff. It's like she seems genuinely into him. And then as I wrote, ooh, they're talking about the whip. She's making it sexual. He is not. He has to get her to talk about the story and stop flirting with him. And I'm like, this is bizarre i mean um, hey if, if i had a magical whip and people didn't talk about it under within uendo i'd be pissed as hell well he doesn't seem to want anything to and she is very pretty you know for that yeah, time. yeah. And he's this old and he sounds drunk all the time i don't think he is but he just does he just sounds drunk all the i mean time. he was about 70 when he made this movie. he sounds like a drunk cowboy and you know he did it play back in the day like a lot of cowboy type characters all so, those cowboy characters yeah yeah so i mean i guess that maybe that's what he was used to and then i wrote again oh my god she's hitting on him again when he, and she's like lunch dinner and he has to redirect her back to this back to the story it's like focus girl get out of my trousers and yeah and so then after that we that's when she's talking to the girls about the moving in because that's when i wrote god what a horrible family a bigot and a misogynist so all that's that's when you meet craig <laughs> so i didn't write anything about when she, she like i guess is that her sister or her cousin or the girl that she's first tells to move in because their girl didn't have anywhere to live the next year in college i don't know how, how they're related but she's like but her name's Beth. Beth is the main act, the main like yeah, like the well, main I think girl. I think Tammy steals the well, show. I, but no, I know I meant I meant she's the main one organizing the sorority. Right, right. But the first person she asks is uh, she talks to or she ends up talking to about it. I think it's just because this bitch overhears her is Lynn, who is mm -hmm. a huge bit. Who is the most horrid, horrible bigot she's the worst I mean, she's one of the worst people i've ever seen on screen not really but yeah she's up there she's like, terrible and awful she's like an extremist too like you would expect her to be like in today's time on the really wrong side of things um yeah so yeah like i could see her like at a rally and like storming the capitol so anyway um <laughs> I mean, like she's a really 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 like really i'm really awful. trying not to get political about it but like that's how it like bad she is so um I agree. So, she, also, I was surprised the the journalist or the reporter, she knows the story of this house and the sacred ground at this point because she's talked to John Cody about the sacred ground. They haven't learned about the four corners of evil yet, but like she does know the sacred ground, and she's still telling these young girls to move in. Like she's like, it's a really nice house, and she says nothing about like. Yeah, nothing. This is like, a, this is a sacred Indian ground, which like if you've seen any movie ever, like a, a hard pass. If you've seen Poltergeist and shit like that, you don't do that. Like, okay, Poltergeist you know, Cemetery, you know, by or at the very least, like she they needs they needs to know, and she's right. not letting them know. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Then I I wrote what is with Tammy? Oh, okay. Once okay, Tammy. She shows up at the house and okay, Lynn and Beth has, have already moved in. And I guess mm -hmm. Susan, uh, Suzanne, is her name Suzanne or is it Susan. Susan? Susan, I guess, is kind of already 
there with them yeah too. she's she's yeah. like workout i kept calling her workout girl oh my god kitchen workouts yes and more then kitchen there's workouts. more kitchen oh yeah well, i wrote that too but then there's another <laughs> girl that i don't even remember her name there's a fourth girl that wants to work out with susan later on and it's not beth and it's not tammy and it's not lynn and i don't know who it is but whatever um so when I mean, tammy I think, I think it's Paige. Okay, she was a character. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. She was just thrown in there. I, I think her name is Paige, but I mean, does it matter? I don't. Really but no, she's, so, she's she's non-existent. So Tammy shows up to look at the house, and she knows the story of this whole thing. But it, the first time you see her, she's like down on the ground looking at that little like pile of hay. Yeah, and I'm like, so I I just wrote like, what is she doing on the ground? And then, <laughs> so then I wrote, is that really Cynthia Bailey? Because if you look up who plays Tammy in this movie, it's it's her. I don't. I, she doesn't look the same. But then again, Cynthia Bailey could have had work done. But Cynthia Bailey, it says it's Cynthia Bailey from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I tweeted at her to get an answer. I have not gotten an answer yet. I said, girl, is that really you in the dark power? <laughs> like, like, oh my god, I can't. That because that, that does not look like she has got a whole but new she look. looked different when she was younger, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like, she that'd be wild. Oh my god, we gotta find out. We I live here, I go knock on her damn I door. Know, to find out. I know, I know you should, but is Ask that Lake, Lake Bailey? But if you look up on the IMDb page for this movie, um. Under Tammy, it has a picture of Cynthia. It says Cynthia Bailey and has a picture of Cynthia Bailey from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, we're so, going to find out. And if we can't find out, I damn well know that she's been on Wendy Williams' show at some point or another. So we're going to tweet Wendy Williams. She'll get back to us. Oh, she, yeah, she definitely you will. Know she I, just, will. I just watched her documentary. So, yeah. Oh, I want to watch that, too. It came out like the other day, didn't it? Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then I said, also, how does she know about this Eagles shit? Because she knew that the whole thing with the, cause she was like, why is this? She's like, she goes inside and she's like, this is not on there. Right. Cause the Eagle's supposed to be like on top or on something top, like to that. Control, to control the dark power. Right. And I'm like, bitch, how did you know about all this? Like she, she seems to know more than the journalist. She knows a lot. She knows so much, but you know what, what pissed me off about Tammy was she was kind of contradictory to me. Like she seemed like super sleuthy and amazing and had all this, you know, intellect and knowledge. But then later on when they're showing her when Beth is showing her around the house, um uh she's being told that there's no phone. So she screams and she goes, There's no electricity. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you are standing you're next to a house. lamp. Like, and you're standing next to a lamp that's turned on. Like <laughs> so, you know, she has her moments of weakness here. Um, but I still think that she is a game changer. She stole the show in the whole movie. She's my favorite character in the movie. Um, we'll get to more of things that she does later, but she like, this movie would have been terrible without her and the whip. Like Okay, so story. my next little thing is the only time that I'm gonna go any any kind of anywhere into how awful this movie can be and it's not that it's not that bad so don't worry it's not that bad but i mean it's no i mean no what i'm saying is not oh, what that you're bad. gonna say yeah, yeah. I, I said and bye bigot lynn what a bitch <laughs> like what the actual fuck she might be the most repulsive character in any movie of all time and i said and then there's a quote that she says it's not that i don't like them i just don't want to associate myself with them and then i wrote well isn't that indicative of not liking them and then she drops the end bomb and i'm like what is wrong with you yeah, like she... i it's and that's the only that's the only time because i think it needs to be i think it, that people need to understand that cuz it could we could be just be saying that it's very racist against uh, indians since it is about the Toltec Indians, but um, we, I think I needed to like be specific that these, this, this girl, Lynn, the most, she, she is very repulsive and she's, she's very much a bigot against, you know, it's not, it's not definitely not the Indians. So the only thing that Lynn does the entire movie, that's okay to me. The only, only thing, and it's not redeemable. Like it doesn't make her, no, she's not better. redeemable. but she, when she gets shot in the arm with an arrow later on, she takes oh, the arrow yeah. out of her arm and stabs a zombie in the head with it. So I thought yeah. that was like pretty cool. I would have cheered if it wasn't her, but then yeah. when she got an arrow to the back, I was like, yes, bye. I it. was waiting for her to, I mean, I was like, why can't she die first? Like I was, and she just was waiting. so mean. 
mean to that guy? I guess it's her brother. Is Craig her brother? Craig is her brother. Yeah. And when Craig's they were trying her. to get in the car, she's like, "Fix the car. You're a guy." Oh so she's no, also, no no no! When she's getting sexist. In, when she's getting in the car, she's getting in the car with Alan. Oh, it's, it's it, it is Alan. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's even sexist. She's like, "Well, you're a guy. You should know how to fix this." She, she's like emasculating him because he can't turn the engine over. Ugh, okay. I just, no so, more in her probably. That's Bobby. No, yeah, we're done with her. So then, then, it, then it cuts back to I guess like Gerard having a conversation with the journalist somewhere. I think it's at a restaurant. But then this another random character comes into the movie, and you do see him later. But he's like, I think he's in college and does like research about like. You know, what's it's not archaeology, it's a uh, anthropology. He's like, he's an anthropology kind of person. That would make so, sense. For this so movie, he comes yeah. in and he tells them that these Indians, these Toltec Indians, four of them, I think it's four, right? Or is it three? Four. I thought it was almost five. It's either four or five. Well, whatever. Okay. They, they buried themselves alive. And. This is also the third time this journalist woman is flooding her lines and is the worst actress. So, um. Yeah, they cut so so that's when you're first hearing about like that these Indi that these like Toltec Indians have buried themselves alive so they can come back when the four corners there there's a there's an evil night or it's like there's one night where they all come back mm -hmm. but they haven't figured out that this is the night yet so not yet um, so then I wrote um so I guess it cuts back to the house and I was like and it's that page girl or where she walks in and she's like hey Susan do you want to work out and she's like, well, oh, I don't know. I, I got to eat something. And she's in the page. It's like, I got to change. Okay, Su Susan already looks like she she's about to work out. All she needs to do is put on pants. She's wearing a workout shirt and, right. like, tennis shoes. And then, like, the so the girl that, like, what really wasn't ready was Paige, really. But Susan mm -hmm. was like, I'm not ready to. And then she goes and she works out the, in the kitchen, much like in Iced. That's what I wrote. So Yes, I love kitchen workouts. Like, I work out when I'm cooking. I mean, why not? Kill two birds with one stone. Let's do it. So then that's when we get these really ridiculous sound effects that's like, do, 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 do. It's do, clearly, do, do, yeah. So Every, I, it's, like, it's like a, it's like some, some kind of slapstick sound effect. When Whenever Craig's around, he has this, that this is Lynn's brother. Now, he's not a... Uh, as far as we know in the movie, he's not a bigot, but he is a misogynist. So, and when it comes to those noises, though, I did read that much of the Dark Powers score and music was pre performed on three things: a kazoo, a, a child's xylophone. <laughs> that's what this. That's what that sound did. And an <laughs> overturned plastic bucket. <laughs> oh my God. Like, okay, like, well, we set low a, budget. Okay, it's a xylophone sound. Whatever. Craig's around and also then later whenever the, in, uh, the Toltec Indians come back they have the, their own they have a different sound it's not, it's almost the same as Craig's sound but slightly different and when we first meet Craig my first thought was like honey who wears a turtleneck under a button down shirt under a jacket with hand gloves like you're not Madonna I don't know who you are or what's going on like but Craig you gotta you gotta step this yeah, up yeah he's he's a total asshole and he's already hitting on everybody and <sighs> he hits he hits on Beth so he hits on Beth and then she's like oh fuck off basically but in a nicer way but then she goes to Susan and then she tells the dumbest longest story about the library she's like you couldn't believe my day and it's just this long story about the library didn't have didn't have her book or something and then she's like and then I come home and Craig's here I was like that, this was the dumbest thing I've ever listened well, to well is this when Susan's in the bathtub the size of a kitchen sink drinking a Budweiser uh, this is before that's Paige oh. in the in the in the bathtub whatever <laughs> that's why I said whatever there was that girl that's the only reason Paige and Susan there. are interchangeable they were so irrelevant Susan was so much prettier than Paige though well I don't care about their looks I'm just saying their point in the movie <laughs> mm. and also the bathroom I mean I guess this used to be a thing um, maybe it still is a thing like toilet around the car toilet with carpet all around it like what like that's 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 like moldy splatter pee central gross. Was it an actual carpet carpeted floor? Or was it like that thing yeah. that you put around your toilet? No, you it was. Like, I mean? the, the bathroom itself was carpet. The whole little half bath. Well, I did write right after the dumb story about the library. I wrote um, 
Is this girl in the tub even really a character? Seems like another rando background character again. <laughs> right? Like, and again, like that, I didn't even know she was in a bathtub. I really thought she was sitting in the kitchen sink. Or, you see, or a bath, I mean, she, you see her titties and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, she's like, she can't fit into this, like, sink for ants. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or like, you know, bathtub for ants. A bathtub for ants. <laughs> I mean, it's um, not me. And then I'm assuming it cuts more it cuts again to the journalist because she i said ooh gross journalist sensitive eyes about ranger gerard she is talking to that other rando character that i guess is an anthropologist or something and mm. she says something about about the ranger gerard having sensitive eyes and says it in like a really like sexual way and i'm like girl you need to get over it like right now she wants Ugh. that magical whip and then i wrote i don't know if i've seen more characters i'd wish died more <laughs> Maybe less lumber party. Yeah, I mean, because like, <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, there's but there a bunch are more of, there are more characters in this movie. There's a bunch of guys. Lumber. There's a bunch of guys yeah. already over at this point, and like, it's like a really boring party to me. No offense to their party, but um, it's, it's not a party. It's only three guys, and they're not. And note that none of them are sitting right on furniture, which there is furniture. One of them is laying on the on the coffee table. Three and guys and it, five girls. That's and that's one a, of that's a no, lot the, of those girls aren't down there. They're all trying to study, and they're pissed off. They're down there. Well, they had their own party. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Craig's standing up, like, I think going to the door or something. And then the friend that I, oh, Alan is sitting on the back of the couch. And then the guy that I don't, I didn't ever figure out his name. He was laying on the coffee table. And I was like, wait, wait sit down. Like, sit down somewhere real. I think his name was Dallas. Oh, he goes to the, yeah, probably. He goes <laughs> to the door because Uncle Earl has come back. Because uh, there's because a toilet. Plumbing plumbing issues and, yeah. he, and he goes are you uh well before he does that he pulls up with cletus in the truck yes yes that and, most iconic scene of the whole movie and then he farts real loud walking up to the door and cletus goes sick uncle earl he literally walks up the sidewalk he he lifts his right leg and like aims his derriere right at his eight-year-old nephew and rips the largest loudest most obscene <laughs> rip-roaring toot in his nephew's face and it's hilarious but it's so so stupid okay and I, so ooh. oh okay so he goes in and they're like he's like i'm not just some guy because craig's trying to be an asshole he's like i'm not just some guy i'm just i'm coming to fix your toilet and He's like, well, I hope you fix it well. And he's like, you think I'm going to fix it bad? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Craig refers to uh, the lady's unsanitary napkins as if anyone e would even throw sanitary napkins down the toilet anyway. Um, but then Earl says something about which now I'm coming back to because I forgot and I wanted to ask you that he had heard the only unsanitary thing in that toilet had been Craig's head. Who put his head in the toilet? I don't remember. Because there's a scene where he gets a swirly. <laughs> I mean, that's the dumbest thing. Like, but I, I can't even that. remember. It was like an off. It was just like a random like throw in scene. Like it seemed like they did it later. Just put it in to like add time. But uh, well, yeah, they then, added time because keep in mind right now we're we're almost to the first scare and we're still like 45 minutes into the movie and nothing's really happened in terms yeah. of horror yet. And at this point, also Cletus is like. Uh, he asks Uncle Earl, he's like, I want to drive your truck, Uncle Earl. And Uncle Earl says, you're too stupid to drive a truck. Well, Cletus is like eight. He's like eight years old. So like, um, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Uncle Earl has the audacity to call them white trash. And I'm like, y'all all white trash. Like what is happening in this? Uncle Earl lives in his own fantasy world. So, so then, though, we get to Uncle comes, Earl going outside he, to find his tools. Well, yeah, when he we goes can out there, We can basically skip anything else with him and go back when to he, Well, except for when he goes outside to find that his truck is being driven away because the boys have asked the kid to go buy them a six-pack, an eight-year-old. Yeah. And no, that's why he, who, that's why who, he gets stuck there. Cause who, that's did, how, who, that's who didn't do that? Dies. My, I mean, who didn't do that with, with an eight-year-old? I mean, come on. I mean, I've heard about cigarettes at the corner store, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, but okay, so that so that I don't remember how he dies. I know Earl dies. But that's so he, took, he, he goes back like, outside to find his tools, and as he reaches down to the ground for his tools, a hand reaches right through the ground and grabs Earl, and then he's just dead. 
And so then we have the basically the three stages. Well, of, but right of before, zombie right. Indians well, right before they out. come out, it flashes to the sheriff is at the park ranger's house, and he's listening to a message machine, and someone's talking to him. I don't know if it's the journalist or who. Hey, journalist. But then she's like, "Oh, we almost forgot. Today's the start of the evil days." Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, oh, she's it's yeah, it's a voice like it's an answering machine message. She's like, OBT Dubs, today's evil days. Bye, thanks. Um, and then and um, so when it gets to the you know, like you said, the Three Stooges of um, friggin' uh, the Toltec zombie, zombie world yeah. here. Um, the first one. I remember thinking he's like a long hair and I'm like, okay, Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus is a better zombie than this. He reminded like, me of like, if Joey Ramone, like tried to make himself look like a zombie. Yes. Or like Howard then, Stern or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Then we've got, you know, the dual wielding ax specialist who reminds me of Sawtooth from the wrong turn franchise, <laughs> <laughs> but was shorter. With but a short also top. all of, all of their clothing though, looks like actual clown costumes. It from looks Barnum, like from Barnum and Bailey. Like it's it looks weird. like a clown mixed with, it looks like clowns mix their wardrobe <laughs> with, with the band kiss. <laughs> it does look like because they got some leather studded action going on. They too. do, but it so. nothing nothing seems to fit them. Like and not even the clothes. They they are prosthetics on their face and their wigs. Like oh God, nothing yeah. seems to fit them. So then um, they make their way into the house. Well, uh, that's when one of my oh, favorite yeah. quote happens. Yeah, yeah. So, do that. Okay, so Craig opens the door, <laughs> and um, I guess the other two guys have have come up to see who's at the door this time. And it's one of the, it's the long, it's a, the one that looks like Howard Stern as, as, as a Toltec Indian zombie. Um, and Craig says, I think it's Craig. He says, you could get sued for this. And I was like, what for? Like <laughs> dressing up and showing up at someone's front door. Like no, they no. know about Halloween. I'm like trick or treat bitch. Hello. I mean, I know one of the, I know one of them gets killed right after he says it, but he said that before there was any killing. So like, it didn't make sense. And then after, I don't know if it's after the first kill or right before, but he starts throwing empty beer cans at him. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like two feet away. Dumb shit at him. He's like two feet away from this Toltec sorcerer. And he's throwing empty beer cans at him while he's holding a croquet mallet. I'm like, bitch hit him in the head with a croquet mallet. Like, why are you throwing empty cans of Budweiser and tab at him. But to be fair, like none of those guys knew what the hell was going on. I mean, like they, they were just like, what is this? That's, but that's pretty. Accurate. And then the Toltecs have their own little sound effect, which I tried to write down so I would remember it. But it, all I wrote was do da do da do do. So I don't know. And then they literally <laughs> just run around going grr, arr, 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 grr, and when, and then like yeah they just like and they fight like the three stooges i mean you might as well have a pie fight I, like in this i mean i mean they actually have a like a zombie indian huddle and like they get together and they're like and break they just, and then they like one of them's the mo of the group and he like i expect them to him to like bash their heads together or something Oh my god! And then there's that one scene um, with one of them, and he's like, "Ooh, we can take this guy!" As as Sawtooth jumps through the window, and he starts going, swinging his axe, his little hand axes around, and it's making yeah. these swishy helicopter noises. And then they're like, he's like a martial artist expert over here, yeah. and then the guys are like, "Nope, never mind!" And they just like <laughs> run away. But you can well, the first guy axes. that the first guy, no one know, like I don't know his name, like not Craig, not Alan, like he got killed at the door. Dallas. So yeah, Dallas. And I mean, for the most part, you don't know the characters well enough to care if they die. And if you, and if you do know them, they're assholes. So hmm. like, you still don't care with the exception of workout girl, <laughs> Susan, and then Tammy and Beth, like you care about them, but like, but beyond that, like you could give a shit about Paige. You could give a shit about Lynn. You really actually want Lynn to die. You yeah. give a shit about any of those guys. So that's why I said that this has like more, this has the most characters that I either don't give a shit about or hate mm-hmm. and except for last slumber party. But like last slumber party has less characters. Way less. And then there's this one scene. And, like, where, I don't you know, ha- and I don't hate every single one of them. Yeah. There's this one scene where, you know, uh, 
like I guess they're all having different experiences because they are kind of all over the place. Some of the girls are trying to study, aren't aware what's going on downstairs. They think it's the boys. Um, then some people are outside. They're fleeing. They're doing all these things. But then at one point, someone's knocking on the door, and Alan's like, um, "Don't open the door." He's like blocking the door, and she's like, "Get." Get out of my way. I don't got time for your childish shit. And she like flings him across the room. And I was like, yes, Tammy. Well, he goes and hides in her room. And then Susan comes in and they're able to like uh, comically throw him out. But that's when Lynn comes out and there she's like, well, let's get away. And they try to like start his car. And that's when she's rude to him. And then after that, they get out and his limbs get ripped off. But it's so it's like the worst. Like, um, it doesn't look real at all. Well, I will say, um, shoot, what was that? Um, at that moment, though, I did say, oh, so when he, is... go ahead. When, when he gets his when he gets his hand ripped off, that was pretty cool to me. He just literally just rips it right off. But then he sticks his the the Toltec sorcerer sticks his hand in his cheeks and rips his entire face off. I mean, it was pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fake as hell looking. Then, I mean, it was fake as hell, but I mean, so was Beetlejuice at, at times. I mean, come well, on. Well, I said actual lol, but uh, then I but said... Right, oh, but but right before this, though, we, we're skipping the point that how this even happened. They, they're getting on this little boat to, like, sail mm. off into the it's, sunset with, like, Christopher Cross or it's something. It's David's boat, I think. And, yeah, they're out there, and then they didn't, like, untether themselves from the dock yeah. on this tiny little, you know, this string that's thinner it's than... It's like a, a fishing... It's like a tiny, tiny It's like my, my string on my tea bag is, is, is thicker than <laughs> this and so this little sorcerer he's just sitting there like he 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 and he's pulling the boat back in with his little rope and i'm like why aren't you just jumping off and swimming anyway then that's what happens you get your face ripped off and your hand yeah and then i say lynn definitely didn't deserve to live this long so her death had better be satisfying um but then you cut and then i said i really like the workout girl's little pink pajama set <laughs> and i well, really like her little outfit her pink pajama set reminded me it made me think of something that um in slumber party massacre 2 what i want most is, is pie in the sky yeah it makes it something she would definitely wear and i was like yes flashing back because she's my babe okay then we have the quote from Beth, I think. she She's mostly the one doing these quotes. This party's loud enough to wake the dead. Yeah. Good one, girl. Okay. No, one, no cool. one told her. And then they followed up the next scene. Did you hear that? Sounds like they're raising hell outside. Then you get... Okay, I love Suzanne up to this point. When she's about uh, to get killed... Which, by the way, she's she she doesn't live as long as Lynn. Which is a travesty. And a tragedy. And awful. But um, she thinks she's fighting against Craig. She's like, Craig, is that you? I mean, like, really? You think Craig, okay, because Craig was down there partying. So you think, like, he added prosthetics to, to his face and got a wig and got in, like, clown outfit just to, like, scare you for five seconds? Like, stop. Because she says it over and over. She's like, Craig, 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 Craig. And I'm like, it's not fucking Craig. It's not Craig. <laughs> But then right before she dies, though, she he, like one of them's trying to kill her. And then another there, there's another three stooges moment because one of the told the another one of the told Indians hits the one that's like trying to kill her with an arrow to the head. And he just kind of looks at him like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's this, the, the Toltec sorcerer zombie with the sawtooth, you know, with the severe skills of dual wielding hand axes, hurls this axe and it and it hits his zombie friend right in the chest and then it, him and the girl make eye contact and he just shrugs lol sorry bitch. yeah i thought it was an arrow but uh, that's after that is when she says loud enough to raise the dead it's loud enough to raise the dead outside uh, -huh. uh but and before and then i say and then i just wrote those these toltec indians sure have a knack for slapstick i mean like well and while you know sawtooth and whoever the other one is over here with suzanne out here slicing and dicing we've got freaking i'm pretty sure howard stern over there in the kitchen making this huge ass mess like excuse you you are slinging oh, yeah, cereal he's boxes going, yeah, yeah he's, he's like going to there drinking beer He's smashing coffee pots like bitch. Like this is not your house. This is not your kitchen. What are you even doing? Like, yeah, it was like I was like, am I watching like the Little Rascals meets the Three Stooges seriously. meets like uh, Toltec Indian zombies? Like because that's what it felt like. It's it was outrageous. I was like, some of y'all are killing, some of y'all killing cereal boxes. Okay, uh. so you like I, I guess like at this point I don't know like so you go on with Lynn's death because. 
I like didn't really follow it, and I, I guess I didn't follow Paige because I know Paige gets killed, but I I know that she like she almost gets away, and then like what happens? So Lynn. Lynn almost gets away. So so she gets shot in the arm with an arrow. Yeah, and, and I remember then, that because that happens right after like right when Alan's getting his. So uh, so then so she falls to the ground and she pulls the arrow out and she stands up and one of the Toltec sorcerers is right in front of her. So she just takes the arrow and stabs him in the head with it. But then he doesn't die. He just kind of like looks up at it and his forehead, and then instantly she's shot in the back with an arrow and falls over and dies. I mean, so, you know, I said earlier, her death better be satisfying. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. And um, and she, she had you know, a lot more. She should have not had that moment where she got to, like, take that out of her arm and be a strong woman and, like, stab that Indian with it. Because she didn't deserve that. They should have ripped her arms off and beat her to death with them. Um, yeah, she should have gotten Alan's <laughs> death because Alan was out of all three of those guys. He's he was the least bad of all of those guys. Yeah, and I don't know who it was. It might have been. I don't know which how one did it Paige was. die. How did I don't remember how Paige died. I don't know how she died, and I also don't remember which one of the guys um, is running. He gets shot by an arrow, but then he jumps back and dodges it, and then he gets shot in the back of the head with it right after. So I don't I remember think which that's one that Craig. is. Craig. I, I think that's correct because, like, as soon as, like, they invite the Toltecs in, when they're like, yeah, you get sued for this, then that's when Dallas or whatever his name was dies. Yeah. But, okay. Um, but then, though, you know, after all this stuff, then I guess everyone's dead at this point. Except, I don't know for, how, except for Beth and Tammy. Yeah, Tammy I, don't know how, Beth, I don't know how Paige died. They've been fighting them. They've yeah, been kind of fighting them. Well, not yet. They haven't. So at this oh, point, well, okay. everyone's I was, dead. I was everyone's dead. And the, the Toltec zombies are running. They come in the house. And when they come in the room, uh, Beth just starts screaming, go home. This is my room. This is my house. Go home. Get out of here. Go home. Like over and over. And I'm like, oh, my you God. You live there like, for one day. Like not even a full 24 hours. Like, <laughs> like. It's not even that proud. It's not even that great of a house to claim. Like, let's just calm no, down. No, it's not. And but so then. then Lash LaRue, a.k.a. that's his real name in real life. I mean, I'm sure that's not his uh, birth name, but um, that's his stage name. A.k.a. Ranger Gerard shows up to save the day. He says, fill my whip, you son of a bitch, as he starts whipping all their weapons out of their hands. Like, he literally whips an entire bow out of someone's hand. And, like, so yeah, then this, and the whole time thing- those two girls are looking or watching, there's one part where it cuts to Tammy's character watching, and, like, she's clearly trying not to laugh, but she is. I mean, she's, yeah. <laughs> um, so then the Toltec zombies flee the room, and one of them even, like, hurls himself out of the window. Because, I mean, this whip is real scary. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is. Well, it is the whip it's not his original whip from the beginning of the movie it's a whip that john cody gave him so it has supposed it's, to, yeah. it supposedly has like magical powers maybe you can see it it's got it's got green some green magical uh fabric or whatever in, in, embroidered to the end of it that gives it magical powers yeah it's still bullshit because it's a whip but uh anyway um um and then you know at this point i really don't I guess okay. So um, Gerard is up there with like one or two of the zombies while another Beth, one of those talk about the longest fucking fight scene. Yeah. So then like, Beth, we have Beth, another Beth, long ass fight scene. Yeah. So then Beth and Tammy are downstairs and they are literally screaming for fifteen minutes straight, like they're doing nothing. That's the just... whole yeah. Until they move outside, like while they're still inside, it's just like a scream fest of nothing and some kind of weird. I you know it's another movie. Are they trying to do slapstick comedy? Because I mean, it really seems like it. So yeah. So when we're back in this closet again, and Tammy realizes kind of what's going on, and she grabs one of these little dark power dagger relic things. So she stabs because she knows the one to use. Right. So she stabs two of them in this closet, and she says, "Die, you corpse!" Stabs him in the head. (laughs) Then she, then she stabs another one. He runs out and flees out of the house. Then she comes out and she stabs another one in the back who's attacking Beth on the pool table. They, are start, they all start smoking and vomiting blood and melting and dying. But then... By the way, the- when you talked about that closet being like in the movie all the time, I wonder if, that's, if this movie was where R. Kelly got the idea for Trapped in the Closet. I mean... I- <laughs> It could have happened. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I, he, I, I would not put anything past him. So no, 
Um, but so then, you know, Lash LaRue wakes up. He got knocked out earlier and he goes, ah, I must be getting old. And of course, every time we see Lash LaRue, it's like this Calvary charge music with trumpets. Where he's, and- where he's talking like he's kind of drunk. Yes. So then he goes downstairs, um, sees that the girls, you know, Tammy has basically killed three of these mofos. And he's like, okay, step aside, children, you run away. I'm going to take care of this one. And he's like, let's see what you got. And there's this other zombie, and he has a whip, too. And literally, for five minutes, it's a whip battle. It's step up or bring it on, but with whips. Like, like, or, or LL Cool J's, you know, lip sync battle. But, like, they're just whipping back and forth. Whipping back it's, and forth. Yeah, for a long time. It's like, it's like you know, uh, is, yeah, I'm going to still go back to this. Okay, so the first movie we were talking about has have a really long, like, struggle fight scene. is Sorority House Massacre. That's the first one we talked about. Then what was the second one that has a really long one? Oh, hide and go shriek. No, 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 so, no. Sorry, he know he knows you're alone. He knows you're alone. Oh yeah, he knows you're alone. Okay, that's and then this, and then I'm gonna add this one because yeah. like oh my but, god, but it's my favorite one. I mean, he it's the, the right, things, no, it is. It's my favorite the one. Things too. that he is saying and like it's just all you hear is like over and over and over for like five minutes. Then you know he's taunting the the Toltec. He's being like, "Come on, you can't use that any better. Come on!" And then he, so you know then he whips the Toltec zombie's nose off. Then he whips the whip away. Then he whips his hand off, and then finally he whips his head off. I'm like, what is going on? And this is after the, the Toltec zombie is throwing trash cans down the stairs. Like, you know, I'm thinking of, like, Scary Movie when she throws a piano and her grandmother down the stairs. Like, he's throwing trash cans at him. Like, what well, the And then, like, after that, doesn't it just kind of end? So, That's how I remember it happening. It's well, yeah, like a... it does just kind of end. I think there's this deleted scene that we didn't see, and it's definitely a deleted scene where Lash LaRue is masturbating to Indiana Jones movies. Because, <laughs> I mean, but who doesn't really do that anyway, right? I mean, but I he's mean, got maybe, some okay. he's got some major whip envy going on here, and like all I can think about is whips. Um, whip it by Devo. I mean, all I think about is this movie is. Hey, that's, I, a re- that's a really I, good choice. Yeah. I woke up to whiplash of like snapping my head in my sleep. <laughs> I make it whip. Now make it nay nay. Uh, whip, whip. But can you imagine auditioning for this role and being turned down? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, he wasn't like. Okay, so I'm not going to have a lot of fun facts about this movie because literally the only thing I could find, besides the Cynthia Bailey maybe was in it, is that this was riffed by the guys from Mystery Science Theater on Rift Tracks. That's not a fun fact, but whatever. That's just a fact. I did find some cool stuff about Lash LaRue. He was married and divorced 10 times. He's the subject of the song Lash LaRue by Starbuck. Starbuck is that song, is that band from the 70s that did that song, Moonlight Feels Right. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And he had a, apparently he had comic books. So it says Lash LaRue comic books sold over 1 million copies each around the world, and many of them featured Lash and wife Barbara Fuller's godson. So oh he, oh, oh, wait, he was beset with alcohol problems. Shocker. Um, he, he was drunk during the whole thing, probably, I'm sure. He but probably he, was. Um, I don't know, like, I don't, I know that he was in, he has 41 credits, like, well, he has 41 credits as an actor in movies, but I don't know that they were, like, I mean, I'm not a big, like, Western fan, so maybe I could ask my dad or something, but, like, he was in, I don't know, The Master Key, Lady on a Train, well, Lady on a Train, but he was uncredited, so, Song of the Old Wyoming, as Allah as Allah Rue, Wild West, Law of the Lash. Well, there we go. He there was go. he That's was credited as All Lash Larue, Border for Border Feud, Pioneer Justice, Heartaches, Ghost Town Renegades. We I mean, like it. he was in like <laughs> he was in like you know you get those like shitty like fifty movie uh, cheap. DVDs from like Walmart, like, you know, scary movies, and they're all like shit you don't want to watch. Exactly. Except for like one because they're like $4. So you're like, well, whatever. It's, right. He's probably just at a bunch of those like West, but it's like a Western box set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I guess I'm going to rate this um, either two and a half to three stars. Like, it's a hilarious movie. I've seen it six times in the past week and a half. Not going to lie. I go back for his whip. 
Um, it's it's got magical powers. It, it has a magic power over me. So I'm gonna go two and a half to three on this one. I think I'm gonna go two point seven five because I can because I'm not on an app where I have to do that. But I will say that this is a has always been a fan favorite of like a shitty movie you can put <laughs> on like with your friends and they will all enjoy it. That's like it's always been like what like something I did was put this on and everyone would like just laugh the whole time at it. Right. And it was always a fan favorite. I mean, it's terrible, but it's, I wonder how he died though. Lash LaRue. Um, yeah. Alcoholism maybe. And then, yeah, who knows? So, uh, anything else to say on the dark power? Okay. He died of emphysema by the way. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's all I have to say. No, no. Uh, I would say give it a chance. Uh, keep in mind that it is from 85, uh, which is far past the civil rights movement. But at the same time, you know, that that part of this movie we do not condone. But it has enough redeeming qualities to watch it as just like a cheese fest, ridiculous movie. Exactly. So I'll say stay gagged on clown costumes, the dark power, Tammy's fierce ass attitude and True. whips above all stay gagged on magical whips yeah stay gagged on whips for sure and stay gagged on cynthia bailey just in case it's really her in the movie <laughs> all right well this is the end of the episode so stay gagged you can email us at gag me with a knife podcast at gmail.com follow us at our net handle is gag me with a knife podcast um you can follow us on twitter gag knife pod is that true is that real I think so, but we have our link tree on all our profiles, yeah. so we're, we're good. Yeah, go to our link tree, and we have a group on Facebook, too. So you can find us pretty much anywhere uh, on all podcast pod platforms, basically, and YouTube. So find us, love us, like us, or, you know, don't and just let us know. That's right. All right, see you later. See you later. Crack that whip! <laughs> Give the passes.